All right, uh, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, a lesser man <laughs> wouldn't be here today. Um, but uh, Adam Howarth, who is recovering from COVID, who has been working long hours uh, getting the Olympic Development Program uh, set up and running here uh, in the state of Illinois, he is here today. That's right. Adam is here today to do the Free Kicks podcast. Isn't that right? You betcha. Always ready. I don't want to say hero. I don't want to say hero, but uh, pretty close. Uh, that's, that's great. I mean, I do. I, I will make sure your check comes as quickly as possible for saying all these nice things. <laughs> that's great. Okay. <laughs> and that is the last nice thing I'll say, because Free Kicks <laughs> is up right now. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, Adam, uh, you're a big Chelsea fan, obviously, have been since uh, birth. Who would you say is your all-time favorite Chelsea player? Well, that's a good question. It's definitely got to be between a couple, but I would certainly say Frank Lampard would be up there. So, obviously, this news uh, probably Mm -hmm. bothered you a little bit. Um, We talked about this last week, the uh, Everton faced West Ham, and we said uh, because both teams were in the danger zone, that the loser mm-hmm. of that game is probably going to lose a coach too, and that's exactly mm-hmm. right, a manager, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was a really tough one, um, and I, it, uh, there's so many different you know facets to this story with with Everton and Frank Lampard. Obviously, came into a tough situation. The whole board situation is just a huge mess. The fans don't like the board. Yeah, and boy, then, boy, don't they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then obviously Frank was kind of stuck in the middle. Unfortunately, the results haven't been good. And I think this result and and the way they played was pretty. I think the, somebody called it tepid. That was yeah. probably a good way of describing it. They were just very poor, uh, beaten by a former Everton manager, David Moyes, right. which was tough. And like we said, you know, whoever it was the battle of the keep your job type of situation. And uh, unfortunately, Frank Frank is gone from Everton. So they're looking for um, a, a new one. And I got some names oh. as well, if you didn't. Yeah, so three people have emerged as leaders, which I think this would be interesting. Sean Dyke, who's been out from Burnley for a long time. Yeah. You know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, I like Wayne him. Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Oh, who started at Everton. That's right. Played. Obviously, he's got into management. He's now managing at DC United. But I think the front runner, and this could be very interesting, Marcelo Bielsa could be the really? man coming, coming in to take it. Now, again, speculation, all this stuff, we don't know for sure. But looks like Bielsa is the man that might come in. And you know things will change considerably oh, if yeah. he comes in. <laughs> I think the biggest uh, the biggest thing about Everton this year is just they've been boring. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that yeah. whole style of play was just like snooze city and losing. You know, you can be boring if you win. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. And he, he, he had some pieces – I thought defensively they they should have been a lot better than what they were. They've got some decent defenders. Yeah, midfield was okay in parts. You know they were struck by injuries, um, uh, 
that was the thing. Uh, Calvert Lewin was always injured. Um, there was a kind of a couple of others that were there, but that it was a constant struggle to score goals, and yeah. I think that ultimately led to him losing his job because they just never looked like they were going to score. And no matter how good your defense is, you can keep on bending and bending and bending. At some point, you're gonna you break. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't have a coach that knew how to score a lot of goals. <laughs> Yeah, because that would, have, that would have really helped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think about it? And this is this is the tough thing. I mean, obviously, as a an Englishman now, American, born in England, you know, you always like to see English managers in the English Premier League. And so to lose one is tough. Steven Gerrard, another player yeah. who was great. You know, him and Lampard, same generation. He also recently lost his job. So it's tough. And I think... I think there's only three English managers in the Premier League right now. That's tough. That's wow. really tough. Well, um, you so know, obviously, you've got some Scots and Welsh and what have you, but um, but only three English. You know, the, uh, there might be something to the whole great players are not necessarily great coaches. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because they, a lot of these great players are great players because they have natural talent, which is kind of hard to teach. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and and it comes. It's always come naturally to them if they're if they're big yeah. stars, and they may not know exactly why they were so good. If that makes any That's sense, a good point. Yeah, and no, that makes sense. Is that there's a translation factor? I think you know. I I use a basketball. You look at Michael Jordan. I don't think uh, he would ever be a great coach or manager, just because. Hey, just jump up here, dunk it over this guy, do this, do this, do this. You know. Because it was he was at a different level to everybody else, right? Whereas, a, whereas a Steve Kerr, yeah, who same team, like myself, same team like myself, very average, did yeah. great, but was but he is such a fantastic coach. So I think you can look at it from both ways. Now that's not to say there's not the, the exception to the rules in it in Zidane. Obviously, he was pretty good and good manager and there's always exceptions but I, I think there might be something to it are you able to translate your own what you did at such a high level to players that maybe are not at your level yeah so agreed all right well, let's talk about chelsea your team we uh, we didn't talk yeah. about them much at all last week and uh they are kind of the talk of the uh the football world these days aren't they mm-hmm. they are signing every player in the world um, I think they they signed me <laughs> earlier today. They, literally, oh, okay. they're walking down the streets. They're signing, you know, every single human being that there is. And it turns out that uh, the other clubs are starting to get a little upset about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, uh, it seems it seems a little bit harsh on my part that uh, you know that you know if Chelsea has the money, why not buy as many players as we possibly can? Seems okay to me. Yeah, well, now let's talk about some of the players they've signed. Uh, let's. You want to go down the list? <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time. It's going to take the whole show. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, you got obviously Mudrik. Yeah, is the the most recent one. About a shield for and, and and Mudrik is the one that uh, they're saying they they want to take the number ten away from Pulisic and give it to him. Mm. I've seen the fans saying that. On That's Twitter, a tough one. yeah, you can't do that, can you? No, I don't think you can. You've got to wait. I think he's number fifteen right now, so okay. not the, but he'll do 
I mean, yeah, you could go down the list. There's a huge amount of managed, uh, players. To be fair, a lot of those guys are injured. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there is a massive list. So what are they going to do with all these players? Well, it's a really good question. I mean, I'm looking at what they've spent. They've spent over $450 million on these players. <laughs> but they have these long, long <laughs> contracts that kind of – that's kind of they, – they found the loophole, basically, because they've signed all of these players to, like, long – uh, contracts, seven and a half years, eight years. This, this doesn't happen in, in football. It doesn't right. really happen. So that's why UEFA is coming in to change the rules. So because Chelsea found the loophole, they were able to do it. It's a bit like, uh, you know, it's a bit like Netflix. Oh, you can't use passwords anymore. All yeah. right, great. So you can't share it. <laughs> so because uh, we're not making enough money and it's not fair. Yeah. So, okay, fine. So they've just basically gone in. Um, and then that way it's going to limit wages and revenue um and there's going to be this gradual implementation and so um i think i i, I understand where uefa is coming from because they're probably thinking this this just doesn't seem right how can they keep signing all these players and like you said where are they all gonna go if yeah. when if everybody's injured they've got 40 players i know i know, <laughs> I know. what do you and and uh, at least twenty five of them are forwards. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to do with all these guys? Yeah, yeah. twenty of them are wingers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's a really good question. Um, obviously, they're going to have to offload. There's going to be some major transfers. We've only got a you know less than a week now of the transfer uh, deadline here, so that I think there's going to be some big changes and. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea bring in another player too. Well, you know, here's the thing: uh, Graham Potter, uh, they brought him in this year. Uh, they, you know, they fired uh, Thomas Tuchel, and mm-hmm. and they brought in um, Potter from Brighton. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that he's been struggling with is trying to find the right lineup for this Chelsea yeah. team because he had so many players, and now he's got five or six more that are, like, starting quality players, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Mudrik, when he came in against Liverpool, looked great. I mean, and he played, like, 30 minutes or so, but, my goodness, he looked like he was gonna, he's going to be a handful, and I think that's why a lot of the fans were excited just because of what he did in that 30 minutes. Um, but, yeah, you can you can... You can look at all of this and say, you know, from Graham Potter's standpoint, it's it's a tough juggling act. Think about it. I mean, obviously, it's great to have this many players, but also he's got to think about how he's going to create some type of um, continuity relationship within the players, create a culture with so many different personalities. Yeah. It's a very difficult task. It really is. But hopefully, you know, to- he'll get it to him. He's, he's a guy that can do it. To me, the most inexplicable signing they've done over the last year is Obama Yang. I, I just thought, mm-hmm. like, what are they doing with him? Uh, it just didn't yeah. make any sense to me. Um, and I, in the new lineup, I don't see any way he even gets on the field. No, definitely. And that was really more of a Tuchel signing because obviously Tuchel had him at Dortmund. Uh, but he's, he's I, I would say he's definitely very much on the low end of uh, – get a chance to play so i wouldn't be surprised if they offload him it'd be interesting to see how many people they get they offload here in the next week uh, uh they could be quite a few i have been following uh chelsea twitter just because uh 
um, it is a cesspool. Um, and, <laughs> and I just uh, kind of enjoy just the, uh, just the bitterness of it all. And the, the, the way they turn on every, right now they have turned a hundred percent against Mason Mount, the fan base. Mm. Have you seen this? I, I haven't seen it as much. I try not to. I mean, there's a lot of negativity. <laughs> You're probably you could, tweeting you, it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Mason. Yeah. Mount. I think Mason. I do I too. Think Mason Mount's great. I mean, gosh, you guys, the kid's been there since he was under eight. Yeah. And remember, there's always those types of plays that Chelsea have always done. No, we're going to talk about that again. But those those are the types of players that have gone through the system. Yeah. Him and Reese James, you know, all those guys are, are a big part of it. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's move on to some other uh, clubs here because uh, there's lots of news this week. And Harry Kane mm. is now uh, tied for the all-time Tottenham scoring record. Uh, he got a goal in the win against Fulham. And uh, congratulations to Harry. And, and what, you know, he's always the talk of the uh, transfer window. But this year, it sounds like he's finally just decided, I'm staying at Tottenham. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's a tough one for him because, you know, he's got 266 goals for the club. What, a, what an amazing achievement. That That's really amazing. unbelievable. You know, um, and he's done it in a lot less games, I would think, as well. Um, but what's what's really good about what Harry Kane is, he's able to do this on a pretty average team. He's done this consistently. Yeah. He's a bit like Alan Shearer, who kind of did the same thing. Um, and he's the third. I think he's the third top scorer since the Premier League started. So um, I think he's so still in his twenties, isn't Harry? Still like twenty nine. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's he right looks, there. He so. looks forty, but <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, I don't know if you saw the. Uh, he did a pre-match interview before the game the other day, and he had a black hat on. He looked like. He looked like a, 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 a smuggler, you know, <laughs> looked like a bank robber. <laughs> and, a, and that is something on Twitter going, out. oh, here's Harry. He's just doing a quick interview before he goes and does a couple of raids on some houses. Because it was dark. It was when they were playing Fulham, you know, uh-huh. just the other day. They were playing Fulham. It was dark. It was dingy. And, uh, yeah, he was all dressed up in black, you know, because people in England love grey and black. You know, that's the way it is. Sure. But it just it was just thought it was kind of funny. But... What an amazing achievement to, to do that uh, with, with with really a team that's not won anything ever. Right. So yes, Ding. That's, that's there's cool. your there's your Tottenham. <laughs> well, it's exactly. the other thing about Tottenham. Um, although this year, you know, if you look at it, they are now only three points behind Manchester United on the table. Mm. Um, yeah. They have uh, a shot at going back up into the top four. Uh, and that means right. Champions League, which is really yeah. the thing that Harry uh, wanted yeah. more than anything else is to go somewhere where he can play Champions League, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and there's, there's lots of pieces I think that Tottenham has. Um, whether or not they can fulfill that, they do have a they played an extra game over most of the teams. True. So they're a little bit ahead. So. Um, Great, great, great for them that they're at least staying up there, you know, because they have been inconsistent to say the least year, you know, from a goalkeeping defensively. They're always scoring goals. Uh, but, you know, one player that's not playing as well, which I think has been a bit of a struggle, is, is Son. 
he has not been the same player that he was before. So right. I think he's struggling. But Harry Kane, he's just a really, really good player. All right, let's talk about the game of the week because last mm-hmm. week you said it was the game of the week and you were actually right this time. Um, Arsenal <laughs> oh, versus... <thank> you, <laughs> <laughs> see, that was my way of being nice. I was right that time. There you go. Okay. It happens to everyone occasionally. Yeah, uh, exactly. Arsenal versus Manchester United. That was one of the best games of the year. A 3-2 to two game, back and forth, amazing. Um, the way Arsenal reacted was one of those things that I really wanted to ask you about because they looked like they had just won the Super Bowl, you know, or the World mm. Cup. I mean, they they were so happy about winning that yeah, game. Yeah. I know that yeah. Manchester United is like a is a rival and everything, but yeah, sure. is it just that they never beat Manchester? I mean, what is what was that all about? It was so odd to me. Yeah, it, it's excessive. I think that's just maybe a little bit about the culture within the club, potentially. I think it's just they do get very excited about a lot of things. Um, I think that comes from Arteta as well. You know, he's very, very vocal and, you know, he moves around a lot on the sideline. There's no question. But ultimately, Manchester United are basically the Dallas Cowboys, right? So yeah. if you beat them, it's like... This is a great day. Even so, now, even when, even though it's been, let's face it, oh, a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess it's been a yeah, long time right. for Arsenal too. So you know, maybe that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, and to uh, to be fair, the, the biggest player that they have is Bukayo Saka. I mean, that guy is oh, so man. good. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, got gosh, as an I mean, English I fan, just... you got to be excited about him. I, I'm so excited about that. I mean, he is good and, you know, really excited to hopefully see him play in a few months. That would be awesome. But what's nice about what he does is he does it week in, week out. And that yeah. goal he scored when he cut inside. Just amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. So great player. Happy for Arsenal. He got the win. I mean, Man United are definitely moving in a great direction. There's no they are. question. They are. Uh, I mean, Ten Hag has done a, a miraculous job after a short period of time where everybody thought he was the worst coach ever. Right. So give him a lot of credit. And I think Chelsea's in the same boat. So let's hopefully they can turn it around like they did. But great game. Um, I think uh, you know this might be that might be a big a big feather in Arsenal's cap because if they win, they've got a game in hand. If they win again, they could be eight points clear. So back to where it is. That's a big. That's a big big lead. Okay. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, state, official state association, and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation Referee Programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. And you have been a busy beaver lately, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a lot going on. Luckily, I was able to test negative, and I was able to get going this weekend back in the grind a little bit. So we had some ODP, also uh, doing some coaching courses, which was great. Uh, Obviously, still trying to make sure... I'm careful and 
uh, around other people as well. But uh, it was it was great. Uh, we're getting down to kind of the nitty gritty of the ODP program. So already we've got our last weekend of training coming up this weekend. Uh, we're then starting to pick teams for our capstone events in Memphis and friendly events. Uh, so we'll be going down to beautiful Memphis in February. Uh, so for a little three-day uh, tournament over President's Day weekend, that's always fun. And this and, time uh, you're going to go to Graceland, right? I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I, I actually, that's a good question. I'm going to really try and do it this time. I actually get in a little bit earlier. So I'm hoping on that Friday, we don't we play the games Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so similar to what you had when you was out in Vegas. So I'm going to try and see if I can work my time on Friday to go over it. And obviously, Graceland's been in the news a little bit recently too. So, right. so I'd like to see see everything that's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so lots of stuff going on. If people get a chance to uh, go to our website, you can see all the coaching courses we've got. We've got a, a plethora of courses coming up. We've got our two national C licenses that we're hosting. Um, and it's starting in 2024. We're going to be able to host B licenses as well. Um, things are really moving as well as a, a new course, which I'm really excited about being part of. It's called the Director of Coaching uh, U.S. Soccer License. So we're going to be uh, bringing that to our to our people in Illinois and to anybody else who's who, who's interested in taking that. That's going to be opening up in August as well. So lots of lots of exciting stuff going on. Great. All right. It's time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, now this one uh, is a youngster. All right, this is going to be a little harder, I think, than some of the other ones. All right, good. good. I, I like to be tested. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now you're getting cocky, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a uh, 23 year old striker. Okay. Okay. Uh, He's played for only one Premier League club. Uh, although I think he was out on loan to another one that is now back in the Premier League. But he, right. when he played to... with them, they were not in the Premier League. Okay. Do you want me to right. guess? So just give it a guess right now. <laughs> sure. Eddie Nketiah. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you got to make it more difficult. We see when wow. people have good weekends. People have good weekends. I know where you're going. Wow. I know your mind. That's what happens. Just it's it's getting too easy. Wow, it's getting way too easy. Yes, there you go. See, I, there you I go. hadn't even gotten to the part about him uh, being from the Chelsea Academy program. Did you know that? Of course, of yeah. course. So that would have given yeah. it away too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, you gotta you gotta dig deeper. Wow, like people gotta gotta dig deeper here. Okay, all I'm, right. You I'm heard getting, you I'm heard getting. him, listeners. You heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's because that's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. So uh, this coming weekend, there are no uh, there are no league games, right? But yeah. there are FA Cup games, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, ESPN Plus is showing all these games, mm-hmm. and there's right. a bunch of great ones. Why don't we talk about some of the ones that are coming up? Because there yeah. there are good matchups. Uh, you know how it is with the FA Cup sometimes. Uh, the uh, the Premier League clubs end up facing each other early, and that's that's, right. that's what's happening this weekend. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. So, 
So there's actually a third round. If I remember, there's a third round replay actually today. We're recording this on Tuesday. And then that team has to turn around and play on Saturday right. against Leeds United. So the winner of Accrington Stanley and Boreham Wood, uh-huh. two teams. Actually, last year I went to the Boreham Wood Everton FA Cup game. I was there last year. So Boreham Wood is still there. They could be playing against Leeds United. So those that's the types of games that you love to see. Yes. Um, so that that's going to be really cool. Um, I'm looking at some of the other. Sheffield Wednesday against Fleetwood Town. Uh, those are the types of games that we'll see. And then uh, Stevenage against Stoke City is another big one. But uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of good games. And when you when you can kind of jump around and watch the games on Saturday, I know we talked a little bit about that before. So so exciting with goals going in, teams winning in the last minute. That was pretty cool. I think Stevenage scored in the, the last couple of minutes to win their game to get through and there are tons of games i'm there they're, yeah. they're probably like 15 or 20 games this weekend so yeah yeah exactly so you've got friday yeah he starts friday and then goes all the way through till monday mm-hmm. well i a couple of them jumped out at me including uh, manchester yeah. city against arsenal <laughs> which uh you know you're talking about the one and two teams in the Premier League uh, facing each other in what is this the third round or the fourth round of the? Yeah, this is the fourth round. This is the interesting thing because it's it's a blind draw. So not like anything we have in the United States where everybody gets seeded right. and you want to have an opportunity to get the number one. But these are probably the top two teams in the country. Yes, <laughs> they're playing each other and they're basically playing each other in the second you know second round of the playoffs. That would never happen anywhere else. And that's the beauty of the FA Cup. Yeah. Anybody could get drawn against anybody. So that's nice. And Brighton uh, has uh, yeah. Liverpool. That's another uh, matchup of, uh, of Premier League clubs. And then there's yeah. a couple of uh, fun ones. You've got Wrexham, which uh, mm. we've talked about, uh, You know, which is the club that is owned by uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob yeah. McElhaney. Um, yeah, they won a big game last week. Uh, they they beat a, uh, a championship team, uh, and this mm-hmm. time they're they're facing Sheffield United, which just a couple of years ago was in the Premier League. Um, they're they're also in the championship, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sheffield United. They just went down a few years ago, but yeah, that's going to be a great game. Yes, that's going to be that will definitely be a high profile game. I'm sure. We don't have. I don't think I have all of the uh, times yet in terms of where, what they're watching. But you'll definitely be able to watch that one on ESPN Plus. I wouldn't even be shocked if they throw that onto ESPN. You know, regular ESPN, ESPN right. Two, or something like that, just because of the notoriety of what it is. Um, and this is yeah, why right now, this is why this was such a smart move for Wrexham to allow these guys to come in there and buy oh. that club. Absolutely. I mean, they're so smart doing this because it's just raised their profile. I mean, they've got TikTok on the front of their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so they, they've just been able to do a great deal of things. So um, they're tied at the top of the National League. So they have to win that to get promoted um, into the into the League Two. Right. They do have a game in hand of Notts County, so they're catching them up. So that's going to be right down to the wire. Basically, between those two, the next team is ten points behind. Right. So it's Notts County or Wrexham to go up. That's going to be that's going to be really exciting to watch. So 
Well, we may have to watch that one one game near the end when they play each other. Yeah. So that should be a really good match for sure. And then the other one that caught my eye, uh, Fulham uh, is at home. Yeah. And, and they're facing uh, Sunderland. Uh, yeah. You know, Sunderland is slowly but surely making its way back, aren't they? That's right. Doing okay. Our friend Vince there, big Sunderland fan, a little shout out to him. So he's got to be excited to watch his teams actually on TV these days before he was never able to watch them because they were in the lower leagues. So that could be an exciting one to watch on ESPN+. Plus. Maybe yeah. an upset in the making there. Who knows? Okay. Now, we've mentioned many of the games, but we haven't we haven't heard exactly which one you think is the game of the weekend. Let's do that. Yeah. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right. We laid out what most of them are. Which, which is the one that we should not miss? Yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough one. I mean, I, I, there's so many good ones. I, I like the... The upset games, you know, I love the Wrexham, Sheffield United. That's a definitely a game you want to watch. And and even um, a Preston versus Tottenham, those type of things that we haven't mentioned. And, and Boreham Wood or Accrington Stanley against Leeds. But I think for us to get a real taste of how the weekend's going to go, we're going to have to tune in on Friday night, 2 o'clock in the afternoon for us, 8 o'clock in England, Manchester City at home against Arsenal. Maybe that's... Uh, uh, they're going to be the game that could not only decide who wins the FA Cup, but might have maybe some repercussions on the league, potentially. Maybe a little bit of a confidence boost if Manchester City can win that one. Or if Arsenal wins, they may streak on and win the league. Who knows? So yeah. that's the game to watch. Okay. Friday Friday afternoon. Get off work or watch it on your computer like I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> While you're working, yes, exactly. <laughs> but for you, working. it's work. It's part of work, right? Absolutely. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. And we're now talking 67 years of soccer excellence. Uh, Green White has uh, travel programs for kids of all ages, and they also have programs for adults of all ages. Uh, check out greenwhitesoccer.org. Org. Uh, all right, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? You know, I was uh, telling my kids the other day that uh, I never thought the 90s had a look, but you look at pictures of ourselves, who boy, the 90s really does have a look, doesn't it? If I would have known what was going to happen to my hair, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone through the mullet years. Is that your final haircut was the mullet? Yeah, well, the comb over, is that a haircut? That counts. Yeah, all right. Well, then no. But okay, that's good. It was the last official one. Did you ever have the the mullet in the back and the bald on top at the same time? No. no you mean the Joe Dirt? Yeah. No, that, I never, that I never went been, Joe Dirt. That would have been a great look. Listen to <laughs> Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, Amazon, or wherever you find podcast just search for radio misfits